This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. Listening to Anita Marks. Bobby Marks. What happens with him determines if you can use your $12.4 million um, you know, non-tax mid-level exception. Certainly we've heard the name Dante DiVincenzo a lot, right? So, But if Hart declines that option and is looking for a $17 or $18 million pay, payday, then New York is going to have to either move some money or they're not going to have that big exception. So that, I think what Josh does by tomorrow, and certainly you can opt in and then extend off that, um, which it certainly could be an option that gives him more money in years down the road here. And um, But his his decision really plays a big role as far as what New York has as far as resources. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. I got my I got my Saturday crew with me, Harvey and Joe, producing the show, keeping us up to speed on what's going on with the Yankees and uh, the Oakland A's. Uh, Yankees are up now 7-0, uh, middle of the fifth. So now we'll see what Oakland can do. Herman's got a no-no heading into the fifth. We'll see what he can do. So this 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 is what you expect from the Yankees uh, going up against the worst team in Major League Baseball at 21 and 60. Uh, without further ado, let's get you ready for the Rocket Mortgage uh, golf tournament taking place tomorrow morning. Jimmy Hanlon is joining us. Uh, he has his own uh, radio and TV shows covering all things golf. Uh, so great to have him on. Jimmy, hello. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Thanks, Anita. All good. I'm in the great state of Virginia right now. We visited Virginia Tech today to do a show with uh, with my co-host, Natalie Galveston. Now we are at the University of Virginia. So what a what a beautiful state. What a great place for golf. Oh, wow. That's fun. That's fun. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, was- I know we only have you for a short period of time because it is so late. And please yep. know how much I do appreciate. Um, let's let's rewind before we look forward. And uh, and, and let's go back to uh, to the U.S. Open. Wyndham Clark does win it. Rory comes in second at, at, at nine under Scotty Scheffler. Uh, boy, he's just like he just loves finishing the top five. If only that putter would behave. Uh, Ricky Fowler tied for fifth along with Fleetwood. Uh, your your thoughts on um, on the U.S. Open and um, and Wyndham Clark uh, taking it uh, home? You know, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think golf's becoming a little predictable right now. To be honest with you, right? Scotty Scheffler's going to hit it really good, but not putt good enough to to win Rory seems to be playing having a really really good year but again you know if it's a major he's just not going to win it and and Ricky's playing a lot better and everybody's getting really excited about it and, and they just want to see him win right I mean it, it seems like it's every week and and like you just said honestly Tommy Fleetwood's playing really good now and playing a lot better and creeping up that way so it's becoming a, a little bit predictable I feel like it and Wyndham Clark obviously was the one thing that wasn't predictable and um, a great player. Um, I think people saw him uh, as somebody that they eventually thought was going to win a major and, and be really good in golf. But I don't know, man. I mean, I don't. I don't think they saw him winning this. Um, there was just so much star power up at the leaderboard. That, but he did. You know, he held on, played great, and, and was able to hold off Rory and, and Ricky and, and and win a major championship, which was great for his career. Yeah, you you mentioned Ricky Fowler. I definitely want to talk about him. The uh, the travelers. Uh, that just took place at TBC River Highlands. As we know, Keegan Bradley won um, a total score of 23 under. I was reading today, like, uh, they're they're going to have to do something to that course. It's just, it's way too easy. Uh, you had eight golfers at some point in time who shot a 62. Uh, what 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 can you, like, you know, is is it a total overhaul? 
that they're going to do with the TPC River Highlands? What, what do you think is going to happen there? Well, I, I think it's too short, number one, right? I mean, it's 6,800 yards long for those mm-hmm. guys. And if you get good weather and it's not, you know, not overly wet and the ball's rolling down the fairways, and that's the thing I think, Anita, people don't understand sometimes that, like, if you and I go play 65, 67, 6,800 yards, we're not playing conditions where the fairways are literally as fast as, as the greens that we play, right? So the ball's rolling out. Um, the conditions are so good, and, and, and that's what they ran into this week. You know, conditions were just really, really good. The greens were phenomenal. So these guys were making putts, right? I mean, Adam Scott was rolling the ball great. When's he rolled the ball great, right? He, made, he never makes everything. He was making everything. He almost shot 59. And you had Ricky on a 59 look, and you had, you know, all these guys. Uh, Keegan had a couple chances where you're looking at him at 13 or 14 saying, oh, man, this guy might shoot 59 this week. So, you know, I, I think with really great conditions on top of, you know, the golf course is only 6,800 yards long, it's just it's just not challenging enough for these guys. But it's probably a welcome thing for these tour pros after they just play a U.S. Open and they beat themselves to get death and they play some of the hardest golf, you know, conditions that you're ever going to play. To go to that the following week, I bet if there was a poll for the players, they're like, that's all right, we're fine with the you know, with a week where we can go make 10 birdies in around the golf and, and enjoy it. So fans, I don't think love it, but I think the players probably don't. Yeah. Help them feel better about themselves after a very difficult U S open. Um, again, Keegan Bradley hometown hero, uh, bringing it home there. Scotty Scheffler tied for fourth again, putting in, in, you know, in the 75s ranked 75th in strokes gained putting. Rory tied for seventh, JT tied for ninth, and Ricky Fowler tied for 13th. I, I think the Ricky Fowler putting putter story is really, really a fun one um, in regard to him what using his uh, caddy's putter, fell in love with it, asked his caddy to make one or have it designed so he could use it. He uses it. He's doing well on tour. He plays a friendly match with Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark's like, oh, that's awesome. I want one. And that's the putter that Wyndham Clark wins the U.S. Open with. Now it's like a three-year-old Odyssey putter that, of course, has lead tape on the bottom of it, has been shaved down, and has like a ridiculous uh, wide grip that supply and demand, everybody, every, every golfer on the planet wants now. Have, have you put in a request for yours too? <laughs> I am a Callaway guy, so I can get that Odyssey stuff pretty quickly, but I, but I have not. But I, I really know how that works, and you do too, Anita, right? All golfers that are listening right now, they know that, like, I actually, so I, my son borrowed my putter, and so I get here today, and, and, and I didn't have one. And so the guy from the pro shop at Virginia Tech, you know, grabs a putter for me, and gosh, the first hole I hit it, and I'm like, man, that feels really good. And the second hole, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this so I literally took a picture of it. I'm like, man, I'm going to get one of these putters, right? Almost the same story, right? I'm like, right, I knew I it. Into it. So, you're right. Like when it feels good, it's like, oh man, like I got to get one of these, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I took the picture of the grip. I took a picture of the shaft. I took a picture of the putter. Head. And it was an Odyssey putter, by the way. It wasn't the same one those guys were using, but it's one of those things where like when, when, you know, when something feels pretty good and you see the ball rolling, you're like, well, oh, that's rolling a little better than the putter that I've been using lately. You're like, I'm going to get it in my bag somehow. It's so different for tour players. It's the exact same thing. Like these guys tinker, they, they play. Now they have a little more restrictions than you and I, because they get paid a little more money to play the clubs that they do. So they have to work within stuff at times, but 
a lot of these guys, uh, you know, if you get a putter in your hand that feels good, it's tough to get it out. And it's a great story. The, the, the part of it is, to me, Anita, it, 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 it humanizes them a little bit, right? It makes them like you and I, right? It makes them like players that are, you know, that are willing to do anything they can do to, to play a little bit better golf. And I think it's a great story, and I think it's really fun for golf. Oh, absolutely. Okay, with that being said, um, we've got the Rocket Mortgage happening starting tomorrow in Detroit. Um, Ludwig Aber, I think, is a name, from what I understand, is going to become a, hopefully a household name in the next maybe year or two. Destroyed college golf this season, four wins in his final six events, has three starts on the PGA Tour with two top 25 finishes, uh, really drives the ball exceptionally well, has a good, solid short game. Uh, I'm playing him always. I'm playing him to win at 40 to one, top five, top 10, top 20 as well. Everything I'm reading about him is really special. Uh, what can you tell us about him? Wow, I mean, look at you, look at you like digging deep for a winner right here today. I'm proud of you right now. That's <laughs> really well. I think you know. I, I mean, obviously, like like you were just saying. I mean, he's just a talent that everybody's been watching. Um, it's it's a big jump though from from where he he was to getting in. You know, getting into the final group of of a of a major golf tournament like this and and winning right. But but he has all the talent in the world, and you see these guys. You know, you see you know. Fingali and all these guys, these young guys, and the more they can get there, the more opportunity that, that they have to, to win, right? They have to get there first, and these young guys, you know, to see them get up there and do it, you know, to me, any of the other stories, we could, you know, the golf course a little bit, right? The damage from these storms and what, what happened, which just kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't really see it. I didn't really know it was that severe, and they've been talking about it a lot all week long. It's just really the damage to the golf course that they received up there in Detroit, you know, with this, but um, I love that you're, you're digging for some young guys like that. I mean, I know you like to, you know, wager a little bit in golf and that's, I, that's exactly what I like to do. I like to try to find somebody that, that just, you know, just kind of sparks me. I want to root for. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. And I, I think he's going to be a great player and I hope you're cashing your tickets. Yet. So who do, who do you, who are you eyeing? This week, who do you like to uh, to make some noise in Detroit? I'll I'll be honest with you, like I, I truthfully, I the Rocket Mortgage, I haven't really paid that close attention to it this week, and and I'll watch, right? I'm a I'm a I'm a golf junkie, right? I, I'm a golf junkie, but I didn't even open an app this week. I didn't look like closely to see. I'm like, you know, it's almost like I'm going to take a week off from looking at it. You know, we got the British coming up here pretty soon. You know, I was deep into the – I'll be honest, my, my open picks were awful. I mean, Justin Thomas shot 81, right? I mean, just just terrible. I was almost disappointed in myself. I think I gave you some terrible picks, you know, for, for the open. I love Ricky in the PGA, and, of course, he comes back and just plays amazing, um, you know, in the open open championship. But I, I, I didn't really dig like you did. I just – you know, I haven't even really – to be honest with you, I looked at the field a little bit yesterday – and I, and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to take a week off this week. <laughs> I'm not even going to – I'm going to, like, see if I can, you know, turn my luck a little bit after my awful open picks and uh, stop. be ready You're ready beating for yourself up. Just stop. I am. Well, I, all right, so... I was really disappointed because I feel like I'm a, I'm a tournament late right now all the time. You know, like, I was really on Ricky. You know, I, I, I was never on Wyndham Clark. But um, I saw Rory's game kind of – like, I see this all happening. I'm just, like, a little bit – I'm a little bit late. But – uh I'm going to be back. You're ready for the Open Championship. I'll be ready. I'm telling you. 
so so heading into tomorrow, like I said, uh, Ludwig Aber is is a guy that I, most folks I, I would I would pay attention to. I'm going to play him in a lot of DFS. Um, Austin uh, Eckrote is is another guy. Uh, Taylor Moore, Brian Harmon, and how can you not love Gordon Sargent? Um, that young man who the, these are these are some names that are going to be household names in the next two to three years. Trust me. Uh, you mentioned well, yeah, the British. Anita Sargent's awesome. Like this kid yeah, is like, he, he's, he's scary, right? I mean, he's one that like, it's like, are you kidding me? Is this kid, like, he shouldn't be doing what he's doing right now. He, he shouldn't be able to walk into these golf tournaments and look so confident and just look like, he looks like he's a 10-year veteran when you watch him on a golf course. It's amazing. Yeah, he's really super smooth. Uh, before we let you go, you mentioned the British Open. It's a few weeks away, uh, but you know, is is there is there somebody who impressed you enough in the last few weeks that you're like, hmm, I think his game is on point and, and could make some noise um, across the pond. Well, obviously, Rory plays well here, right? I mean, you know, 2014 was his year there. I mean, he he plays well at Liverpool, right? He he in his golf game seems to be improving week after week after week. I mean, he's, he's got to be the favorite, um, you know, you're, when you're looking at it from that side of it. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I told you that I wouldn't do about a month ago, right? So I never like to bet guys that have cold putters. I just have never believed in it. I, I just don't, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, I don't want to be the guy that, you know, in roulette, that it's red, 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 and I keep trying to bet black, thinking that that streak's going to break. Right? I'll go with the streak. I, you know that that kind of thing. But I just have this funny feeling that Scotty Scheffler's putter is just going to find its way out, and maybe being over mm. the pond, little different greens, little different way. I just have this feeling, and I'm not. I'm a Scotty fan, but because typically his odds are so good, I don't really typically lay money on him to to, to win. I just it's just never enough. I don't think the odds are good enough, but. I think he, by the time the tournament starts, his odds might, he's just not putting very well. You're not going to get him good for a top five because he hits it so good he's going to get. But to win, you might be able to get some decent odds on him by the time the tournament starts. And, and I, I just have this funny gut feeling that his putter is going to find its way over at Royal Liverpool. Interesting. Um, from your mouth to the, uh, the, golf, God, the, the golf god's ears. <laughs> Let's 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 hope that happens. Uh, I'm looking right now. Yep. I'm trying to find and uh, and see if um, uh, what he, what what those odds are right now. Um, I just they're not up. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, they're not up. You'll typically. I mean, you're going to get him if you can get Scotty Scheffler at eight fifty to to a thousand or better. I mean you gotta just you know, you gotta just oh, here we go. the putter. Nine yeah. to one. Nine to one. You yeah, could get I mean, you could get you could get odds. Scotty right. Rory is favorite at plus seven fifty. You could get Scotty at yeah, nine to one. Yeah, yeah. So I think those are great there odds it is. on him because you're talking about a guy in either right that it is almost a lock for a top five, right? Every week, every time he plays golf. I mean, it's like he's every almost week. a lock. He's definitely a lock for a top five. And he's 10. putting horribly, and he's still in the top Horrible. five. So, yes. Yep. And he's got a little time to work on it. He's going to see some different greens, maybe a little slower, right? I mean, they're not going to be American greens where they're rolling it, depending on the weather, they're not going to be rolling it at, you know, a 14 or a 13 and a half. So, gives him some confidence. He can go ahead and rip them a little more and wrap them and try to knock them in the back of the holes and, 
and uh, I think that's a good thing. I, I think that's a good thing for him. And uh, again, you know, I don't typically lean on Scotty just because I don't like the odds, but I knew you were going to be able to get somewhere between 900 to a thousand with him. You, they might go up still too. Cause I think people are going to bet John Rahm. They're going to bet Rory because of him winning there in the past. And you might even get a little better odds if you wait a little bit for him for sure. Uh, Jimmy, again, thank you so much for joining us this late in the evening. Really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. I'm going to go uh, play some, some Virginia golf tomorrow in this beautiful state. I'll send you some some, some pretty pictures from this from here. Please, please, please do. Make me jelly. Uh, <laughs> again, Jimmy, thank you. Jimmy Hanlon joining us. Uh, again, hosts his own uh, golf shows all over ESPN and uh, a number of TV networks as well. Anita Marks with you, 800-919-3776. We come back. The NFL is expected to suspend Isaiah Rogers and many other NFL players either tomorrow or Friday due to gambling. We'll discuss this when we get back right here on 90.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. Big news right now is that the Yankees are up on the Oakland A's 7-0, but that's not it. Herman, six innings, zero hits, zero earned runs, eight strikeouts, pitching a perfect game. And it's funny, um, Joe and Harvey are, are watching the game in the studio and Joe in the break's like, why is anybody talking to him? You know, it, it's, it's interesting, right? Like, cause you're not supposed to. You're supposed to, like, stay away from the player, stay away from the pitcher, don't go over there, don't talk to him, don't let him know what's going on, don't even mention it. But here's the thing, guys. That's that's not what happens in a game. Like, don't you think? Don't you think that? Uh, all right. Well, well. Let's do this, and I'll open up the phone lines. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. If you are a pitcher and you are in the midst of a pitching a, a, a perfect game, and normally you're in the clubhouse, you're you're talkative, you're high fiving, you're. And then all of a sudden, you're out there and you're you're pitching a perfect game. Now, the the vibe is weird. The energy is weird. Nobody nobody's gonna walk up to you. Nobody's gonna even offer you some Gatorade or some water. Don't talk to him. Like to me, that's you know I I don't I don't want anything to change if it's me. No, I'm the exact but, opposite. Exact. Get away. Mm-hmm. Get away from me. Don't talk to me. I've got a good thing going. I don't want to ruin it. This is my chance at history. Get away from me. He's got 74 pitches. He's not coming out of this game. It's his game. Let him continue to pitch. The, I, I, I can't believe it, it was one of the Yankee, I assume, pitching coaches showing him some video and the translator was translating back and forth. But why are you even in that position? Just leave him alone with his thoughts. He's locked in. Let him pitch the game. Oh, is that so? That's what the, they were. They were showing him video. They were. They were. Yeah, they had the iPad. They were obviously going through something. So whatever it is, I guess it's working. But stop. Just let him. It's his game. Let him have a chance at history. Harvey, how would you feel? Would you want? Would Would you want it to be kind of weird in the dugout? Like, don't talk to me. Don't come near me. Or would Would you? It just be like any other day. No, nah, Joe's overreacting. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't know why Joe's you want. I don't know why you don't want to be alone ever when it comes to like a perfect game and all that stuff. If you're gonna, if you need a video because you can go through the third time through the order, which is apparently doomsday, 
for a bunch of pitchers in this day and age. So, um, look, if he gets it, I can't. I, I'm I'm excited for him to get this because he's gonna he's gonna come out for the eighth. And if I was Boone, I'd let him go out for the ninth and just complete the game just to save the bullpen. Oh, he's gonna. Ha- Are you kidding? Never kidding. If he's one. If he's one inning away from a perfect game, you, you nothing. Got, you gotta, and- I needed nothing in this day and age in baseball is a guarantee that if he is at a hundred and twenty something pitches, you could very well see Boone. No, and now he would get no eviscerated no. for no. it. Clayton no. Kershaw had a perfect game. Granted, it was five, and he was coming off of an injury, but he had a perfect game, and Dave Roberts took him out. So no, nothing no. is a guarantee with analytics in baseball. Eight nothing now. Um, Donaldson hit a sacrifice fly. Cabrera scores, so it's eight nothing. Eight nothing. Top of the seventh, one out. But again, the story right now is Herman in the midst of a perfect game, um, heading into the bottom of the seventh. Really, really unbelievable. What say you? Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. If you were in the midst of a pitching a perfect game, you're sitting in the clubhouse. Are you someone who's like, don't talk to me, don't come near me? Or would you just want it to be like how it always is, right? Hamming it up in, in, in the dugout. Nothing new. You don't necessarily have to talk about the situation. Now, here's, I will, and I know I'm comparing apples and oranges here, but, but it is somewhat similar. Um, every time I tee, I, I play golf, my goal is to break 80. And I'll never forget the first time that I broke 80. Now, another thing, I, I, I don't like riding in a cart. When I play golf, I can't stand riding in a cart. I can't stand it. I like walking. And number two, I want nothing to do with the scorecard. Like, I just, I want to focus on my game. Um, I'm going to let somebody else do the math. And they could figure out how many strokes, who's making what money. This is how much is owed at the end of the round. This is everybody's score. I want nothing to do with it. And I don't want to know my score until the end of the round. And so I'll never forget. It was like I was um, it was the first time that I was like on the tier of breaking breaking 80. And I was I was on the 18th tee box. And the guy in the cart says, oh, you know, damn, Anita. Well, he used another word, but it's a family show. Uh, damn, Anita, if, if you just, you par this, you're going to shoot a 74. I turned to him and I said, are you, I can't, again, I can't share with you what I said to him because it's a family show, but I was so upset. Like, why would you say that to me? Why would you say that to me? So, of course, I tee off and I go right into the drink. So, I go into the drink. I get a drop. Uh, I'm on the green in four and then I two-putt. So, I, 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 I got a, a double bogey and so I finished with a 76. I still broke 80. But nonetheless, see, I, I just, and I, and I share that story with you. It wasn't like, you know, um... You know, nobody was, people were, like, we were talking, people were talking to me. You just don't, maybe you just don't bring up the fact like, hey, dude, you know, you're in the middle of a perfect game. What's going through your mind right now? Like, maybe you just, you don't talk about it. Now, but, did you talk to this person again? How, like, 
If it was me, I wouldn't have talked to that person for at least like two to three weeks. Because I, I, I would have been I, so irate. I worked with him. I, I worked with him at, at, this is when I was working for the Giants. And so I worked with him at the Giants. So yes, I had, I had to speak to him. I worked with him. Well, so you don't yes, have to speak, speak with somebody. No, I, yes, I, I, yes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not speak to somebody that I work with. But, um, I, I just, I, I use that. I, I just, I, I'm using that as an example, right? Like, you know, I wouldn't want to like, play with a foursome where nobody's talking to me for the last three holes because I'm on the verge of breaking 80. That would be weird. I'd be like, why aren't you guys talking to me? What's going on? You know? Um, but maybe you just don't, your topics aren't of what you're trying to accomplish, I guess is my point. I don't know. <laughs> um, by the way, talking about golf, uh, are you guys aware that the match is happening tomorrow? You're referring to the Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, I am. Mahomes, and Kelsey. In, is that in uh, Vegas? It is in Vegas. Uh, it is going to be at the Wynn uh, Golf Club in Las Vegas. It is the eighth edition of the match, but the first time ever that the NFL will go up against the NBA. It is a scramble match play format. So Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are going to go up against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And oh, wouldn't you know it, you can gamble on this. Yes, you can. Curry and Thompson, minus 260. Mahomes and Kelsey, plus 220. Why is Curry and Thompson favored? Because Steph Curry is a phenomenal golfer. So just to kind of give you an idea, the American Century Championships that takes place in, in Lake Tahoe, that's like the big celebrity golf tournament that takes place every year. Um, Kelsey finished 64th out of 87 people. Uh, he says that he sports an 11 handicap. Okay. Um, Mahomes finished 51st out of 87 people who tee off and play in that Lake Tahoe event. Uh, Mahomes claims that he's a seven handicap. And so Steph Curry, his best finish was tied for 16th. He also has played in a few events on the Corn Ferry Tour, which for folks out there who don't play golf, that's like the farm system to the PGA Tour. So you've got the PGA Tour and you've got the, the, the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, so Steph Curry has played in a few Corn Ferry Tour tournaments. So on top of that, you've got the Golden State Warriors who were out of the playoffs. And so Steph has had quite a, quite a bit of time to work and practice on his golf game. So these are the, the big unknown is Clay Thompson. Like nobody knows how good or how bad Clay Thompson can play golf. There's not even, I don't even think that we have a, a, a legit handicap for him. I'm sure he has one, just one has not been reported. So um, anyway, uh, so a big reason why Curry and Thompson are favored by minus 260. Uh, they're, they're just, they're going to destroy Mahomes and, and Kelsey. By the way, they're only playing 12 holes, and I want to say four or five of those 12 are par threes. And I think they're doing that just to kind of even the playing field for Mahomes and Kelsey, but I still don't. I, I think Curry is. I think they're going to kill him. <laughs> so uh, if you roll with the kind of coin that you don't mind laying, the minus 260 for every $100 you win back, I would roll with Curry and Thompson. Let's go to Sam calling him from San Antonio. That's nice. Sam wants to mention what's going on with the Mets. Sam, welcome in. 
Good evening, Anita. How are you? It's a long time no speak. I don't know if you remember me, but we did speak uh, several times over the years. Uh, I was the one that said that I think that you are, with all due respect, uh, the perfect woman because uh, you're great with your sports knowledge. And um, last I checked, you're, uh, you know, pretty cool, From uh, but I never met you. So sorry <laughs> about that. I'm a little out of breath because it's uh, quarter to 11 here in San Antonio and with the heat index, it's still almost 100 degrees, so my head is kind of fried right now. But well, that's uh, nice because out. we haven't even we haven't even experienced a, a summer here yet. It's our nights are are in in the mid 60s and in breezy. So, well, well Anita, you know what? Um, uh, I I, ha- I did like you a lot up until you what you just said. Why don't you give me a paper cut and pour lemon juice on it while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> I would take 65. It's for the last, uh, we're going on over two weeks at this point, Anita, and with the heat index, it's averaging 115, 116. Oh, wow. Uh, Wimby, sh- Wimby, must be, Wimby must be loving that. Um, it, anyway. Have you ever uh, you, been you, to San Antonio? Um, I have when I was a, when I was a child. Um, I, I vacationed there with, with my family. Yeah, but, years uh, and years so ago. With, but As far as the Mets. Um, yes. Long time fan. Uh, first and foremost, unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, catch the presser. It was just at a weird time for me. Um, so, if you can just quickly summarize it after we're done speaking, I would greatly appreciate that. The point that I wanted to make is just no, I respect the fact that Cohen even came out and said something, anything, whatever it was, because uh, as the 20 plus years that the Wilpons. Uh, pretended to own this team they never said a single word so i respect the fact that he actually did come out and realizes that the fans are ticked off now that being said i was on the air earlier with uh alan and bart um uncle cone is so rich that he makes jerry jones look poor he has a goal that he uh he said when he bought the team that within five years he's going to bring a championship if i'm him I go, and I said this to Alan, uh, but I just didn't add as much detail as to what I would do. I would go right up to Theo Epstein uh, and say, okay, I know what you want. Uh, Here's ownership into the team. You're running this. I know you want to be a part of ownership. It's yours. I will give you whatever you want. Come run this team. And, you know, Alan and Bart then continued with that, and I kind of thought that was pretty cool that they continued a point that I made. If Theo does that, he slayed the dragon in Boston, slayed the dragon in Chicago. The Mets haven't had a World Series since 86. He'll slay three of the, pretty much two of the biggest uh, dragons in all of sports, and then the Mets, and to do it in three major markets, give the man what he wants. And Buck Showalter needs to say, I don't understand all these fans that are trying to even remotely blame this on him. Uh, that's what I have, Anita. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to speak uh, to you, minus the throwing. <laughs> Sam calling in from San Antonio. Uh, pretty much what what I walked away with uh, from, from Cohen in his press conference today is um, the, the players need to turn this around. It's on them. They've got the talent in that clubhouse. They've got the talent in that dugout. Um, they need to turn around, and if they don't, the clock is ticking. Uh, then he is—he is not going to be bashful, and he's not going to be shy to do a, a massive sale. 
uh, as we get closer to the trade deadline. So that's what he said. Uh, by the way, again, uh, Yankees are up 8-0 against the Oakland A's, middle of the eighth, and um, Herman still with a perfect game. Unbelievable. Um, his pitch count is at 82. So uh, really, this is just uh, what a special night this is. More to come. We'll be right back. 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. Anita Marks with you on this Wednesday night here on 98.7 ESPN. If you're just tuning in, Yankees are up on the Oakland A's. Bottom of the eighth, two outs. Um, again, they're up 8-0. But more importantly, uh, Herman is in the midst of a perfect game. Uh, he is, again, uh, through eight. <laughs> I'm trying to refresh <laughs> I'm trying to refresh my my computer here. Um, he's through eight, zero hits, zero runs, um, and nine strikeouts. So um, we're going to stay on. I, this, this show is typically, um, as you know, if you tune in to uh, Hardesty and, uh, and, and Damer, you know that this show typically goes off at, at midnight. Um, so, it's, so we're going to stay with you through... Um, and, and we'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Yankee fans, if you want to chime in, now's the time to do so. Uh, this game has is, is been pretty, pretty unbelievable. Um, of course, after a night where the Yankees lose to – how much money would you guys have paid to be a fly in that clubhouse after they lose to the Oakland A's last night 2-0? I'm tough pressed to. I'd pay to, a lot. I'd pay a lot of money. <laughs> do you think Boone ripped into the guys though? Because uh, they ha- the, how could you? Because l- it doesn't listen, seem like Boone, Booney's temperament. I, I feel here's 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 the thing, Joe. Each and every night, Boone has their back. Does he not? Right. He does. Like oh, these you know they're 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 you know they're 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 scratching, they're clawing, they're working hard. Uh, they believe that they're going to turn this around. They're going to, like, Boone has their back every single night. And they go out and they lose to a team that's that's 21 and 60. Yeah, you know what? If I'm Boone and, I'm, and I have to face the media each and every night they lose and support them and defend them, it's a broken record already. And this Yankees team with that payroll goes out and loses to the Oakland A's. Yeah, you know what? I'm ripping them a new behind. Yeah, I am. I and just so now don't tonight, know if that's Stanton in hits a home run. What was the, when but, was the last time Stanton hit a home run, guys? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to call this up. Um, I, I want to look at it. I, look I, at I believe stats. it was uh, in L.A. when he came off the I.L. at the beginning of June. The same series that Judge um, broke his toe as he was slamming into a cement block. Uh, thanks for the reminder, Joe. Appreciate it, man. No, actually, um, so his last home run was against the Mets on June 13th. How can I forget? Uh, that prior, I, That was the Scherzer but star. But prior to that, yeah. But prior to that, um, it was June 20th against the Dodgers. So he only has two home runs in in the month of so so just alone in the month of June. He has two home runs and three RBIs. And his batting average is 113. 
So he comes out tonight and hits a home run. And now we have Herman, who's on the verge, one more inning of a perfect game. Yeah, I, I think something was said to them last night. I, I, I would imagine so. I, I want to believe that. I, I want to believe Boone, after the game, said, you know, we're a lot better than this. We, we should be playing with a chip on our shoulder. They're basically a minor league ball club. We are tremendously better than them. Go act like it and, and go play like that tomorrow. But that doesn't seem like Boone's temperament at least forward-facing to the me- to the media and to the fans. Now, he could be the complete opposite, like Belichick is with the Patriots, but there hasn't been anything other than his comment about the league catching up to them after the loss in the 2021 wildcard game. That's really the only sign that Boone was a little bit ticked off at his team's performance. 800-919-3776. Again, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Normally, we end the show at this point, uh, but because of uh, what's transpiring here with Domingo Herman, uh, eight innings and uh, is one inning away from, uh, from tossing a perfect game. So top of the ninth right now, one out, and we will stay with you through the ninth inning. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. Anita Marks with you. Um, again, we're not typically on local after, uh, after midnight, but we are tonight uh, because something very special is, uh, is happening on the West Coast uh, with the Oakland A's going up against the Yankees. Yankees are up 8-0. It is top of the ninth. How many outs, gentlemen? We got one out. We got uh, Harrison Bader on deck here. We got first and second on, one-two count. Now, let me ask you a funny question, Nita. So mm-hmm. Joe's upset that people are talking to her mom and all that. What I would be upset about is that these batters are now starting to take these at-bats seriously and trying to get on base. I would try to rush this thing along and get to her mom already. Speed this thing up. Why do you Why? want to get on base all of a sudden? Why, Why do you want to increase your batting averages all of a sudden? Why do you want to get on base all of a sudden? But what? But what do you? Well, let me ask you. What do you think is well, by them? By them doing this, what do you think this is doing to Herman? Why do you? Why do you? What you're because he's he's sitting in the dugout contemplating the, the what he's done so far. Is that what you're saying? Like you're giving the guy more time to like get in his head. I don't know about getting his head, but ooh, bad throw. We got an error, and all players are safe, and we got Rizzo scoring to make it nine nothing. Man, the A's are so bad. But what I'm saying is that, like, we're trying to we're trying to speed this thing along. We're trying to see history. The batters don't matter one bit right now. I'm trying to see Herman do his thing. Uh, I, I, under, I, I, understand, I understand what you're saying, but my question to you is 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 that is that why do you feel is, is it are you just being selfish and Coming saying up like, hey, I I, I want to see this happen now, or are you saying this because you're worried that now if Herman spends too much time in the dugout. Uh, he he's gonna he's gonna get in between his ears and and screw this whole thing up. No, I just I just think that the Bears are are being a little bit selfish now, trying to drag these counts out, trying to get on base. You know, you're, you're trying to see some history here. You're so funny. So so again, if you're just tuning in, uh, Herman 
is one inning away from uh, pitching a perfect game. Hence why we are uh, still on the airwaves on local. Uh, and we will, we, we will ride this out with you um, through, uh, through the bottom of the ninth. That's for sure. 800-919-3776. Before I take your calls and Tommy, I see you, we'll get to you in just a second. In the break, I said this to, uh, to Harvey and, and Joe. I said, tomorrow, it's going to be one of two narratives. Either, come on, it was the A's. Let's, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, let's say Herman pulls this off and he does pitch a perfect game. The narrative is going to be one of two things. Either it's the Oakland A's. It's what they should have done on Monday um, or it's what they should have done on Tuesday, right? Or the narrative could be, you know what? This is exactly what the doctor ordered in order to turn this season around. This could be when when you talk to teams who've uh, who've done well, whether it's made it to the postseason, made it to a championship game, won a championship game. Uh, many a times they look back on the season and they say, "Well, it was it was that one game. It was that situation. It was that hit. It was that touchdown pass. It was." It was that three-pointer. It was that win. Or sometimes it's a loss. Sometimes it was like it was losing to that team that turned it around. Like we knew, like uh, there, there's, there, there's always something that happens that, take pl- that takes place uh, in the course of the season that, um, that unites, that ignites, that does something. And could this be the game? Granted, yes, I know it's against the Oakland A's, who were the worst team in Major League Baseball with a 21-60 and 60 record. They are 10-29 and 29 at home. Yes, I know exactly who the opponent is. But again, I believe that that could be one of the narratives, especially with Yankee haters. By the way, the Yankees are up 10-0 right now. Let's go to your calls. Tommy in Connecticut, welcome in. Good evening. Good morning. How are you? What's up, Anita? How are we doing? Great. So, I, Harvey is completely right. This is not the inning that the Yankees need to rally and keep Domingo on the dugout. He's like, let's just let him get back out here, do his thing, finish the job. Um, and whether or not he does or doesn't, uh, it's just a huge bounce-back game for him because he, 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 he looked so lost this last his last outing. So I'm just, I'm just so happy for him to, you know, finally, I, and like you said, I know it's the A's and we're like, ah, you know, play, basically playing a minor league team, but either way, it was, it's a huge, huge performance for him. So I hope oh, he gets it done. But... So are you, I'm, I'm assuming, are you, are you just a baseball enthusiast? Are you a Yankees fan? What are you? I, I'm, a, I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm, I'm also a baseball purist. You know, I, I, I love, you know, I love the beauty of the game. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate yeah, the know. phone call. Um, and, and, and again, he does, <laughs> he does agree with Harvey, like, just stop, stop scoring runs. Just let Herman get back out to, <laughs> to the pitching mound. Yeah, it's eleven uh, nothing way, now. Look- and we got a run on third, and uh, Higashioka's right. at the plate. So and it's an O two okay, count. So all right. So, so I'm gonna, so so I'm I'm going to throw out another narrative. Harvey, is this going to be Harvey's narrative that if if 
if Herman blows this and he ends up giving up a hit or giving up a run, are you blaming this on Boone? No, that makes no sense. Why would I what blame? What do you mean it makes no sense? Why would I blame Boone? Because you're for you're sitting you're sitting here and you're sitting here and saying you're sitting here and saying, you know why why is why is this lineup, um, trying to score runs? You you can't give like, away at bats. I don't care if it's against the A's in game eighty two or against the Red Sox in the ALCS. You can't give away. And at bat, you just you can't do it. It's not professional. Hey, gosh, yoga just fly it out to right. So we're going to the bottom of the ninth, and I will give every single at bat that I want to give. I will give up on these at bats to rush to the perfect game. So, uh, boom has nothing to do with this. He's the manager. He has everything to do with everything these guys do. I don't care. Harvey? I don't care if he's the manager and he's got Cashman's job. He's not the reason that these batters all of a sudden want to take this more seriously and get on base all of a sudden, stop it. Now we got Herman on the mound warming up, and we're going to hopefully see some greatness here. By the way, um, just looking at his uh, last few starts, um, on Thursday uh, he, um, he went up against Seattle. He couldn't even last more than three innings. He gave up eight hits, ten runs, uh, only had four strikeouts. Uh, on Friday, June 16th, he was in Boston. He only pitched two innings, gave up seven hits, seven runs, one home run, um, and only had one strikeout. So um, his last two outings have been absolutely horrific. So for him to bounce back here in, in this fashion is is truly remarkable. But then again... I know folks are going to be like, I need to relax. Stop being such a drama queen. They're the Oakland A's still. They're the Oakland. Here's here. Here's my response to that. They're the Oakland A's, but these are grown men who are, are being paid major league baseball salaries. You still like, even though the team is bad, you still have to get through a lineup and they're not all bad. Right. Well, they're all yeah, they're all bad. <laughs> no, you're right. It, uh, it is still a professional I mean, team. You're right. It, they're they're still a professional team. the The best batting average is is two sixty one, and that's um, uh, Ruiz. So, um, so so there's that. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We come back. We will ride out the bottom of the ninth with you, Herman. One ending one inning away of pitching a perfect game. And we'll be here with you on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Anita Marks. Wow. All right. History has been made. Herman has pitched a perfect game. For the New York Yankees. And they win 11 nothing against the Oakland A's. Unbelievable. And so, wow. Um, wow. What a night. And in, in the break, we were talking about... So, the last perfect game, Joe, pitched for the Yankees was... It was David Cohn on Yogi Berra Day. I believe it was July 18th. Yes, July 18th of 1999. 
And before Herman just threw that perfect game, the last perfect game in baseball was Matt Cain in 2012 against the Houston Astros, obviously when they were in the National League. So the last time Major League Baseball player had pitched a perfect game, 2012. That's how long it's been. <laughs> I just want to thank Boone and all the pitchers that showed him the vi- that showed uh, Herman the video, and all the batters <laughs> that tried to take this one seriously. I just want to thank everybody involved for this. Oh man, Joe, you you were livid. Why is the pitching staff showing him video? Why is anybody talking to him? Uh, so uh, so unbelievable, huge accomplishment for uh, Domingo Herman. Nine innings, zero hits, zero runs, uh, nine strikeouts. It only took 99 pitches. And the Yankees beat the Oakland A's 11-0. Yes, granted, it is the Oakland A's, but still, as we just said, uh, these are grown men um, getting paid Major League Baseball salaries. And and he had to go through this lineup quite a few times. Uh, to reach this accomplishment. And so it's, it's, it's really, really fantastic. So congratulations to Herman. Congratulations to the Yankees. Again, I'm just hoping that the narrative tomorrow and moving forward will be, could this be the game? Could this be the moment? Could this be the game that really turned the season around for the Yankees? I certainly hope it is. Uh, even though it is, yes, the worst team in Major League Baseball, it's still quite an accomplishment. That's for sure. Uh, gentlemen, any final words before we sign off? We just saw history, Anita. Can you believe we, that? We did. We just when and we experienced it together. I feel like this I feel like this whole thing like it's brought us closer together. Do you not feel that way, Joe? Oh, I completely agree. I mean, it's history. Uh, how many times can you say you were on the radio when, you know, a perfect game was thrown? Yeah, next time uh, we'll bring we'll bring the the scented candles and we'll make the lights dimmer or whatever. We'll just go pitch black dark the next show. <laughs> That's what did it. That's what did it. Um, so, you know, obviously tomorrow is going to be a great day here on 98.7 ESPN, uh, starting with, uh, DiPietro and Rothenberg in the morning. Uh, of course, Alan Hahn and Bart, uh, in, in the late morning and, uh, in Michael K and the fellows. So uh, make sure you tune into 98.7 ESPN. Um, I'm sure, uh, you know, obviously they'll be talking about this perfect game. Uh, they'll be taking your calls and, uh, and, and potentially, uh, you know, like I said, I, hopefully the narrative is, could this be the game that really turns the season around for the Yankees? I certainly hope it will be. Uh, gentlemen, uh, it's been fun spending this time with you and, and experiencing this uh, this perfect game with you guys. And of course, out there, thank you so much for tuning in to 98.7 ESPN. Have a great night. Um, and, um, and, uh, and more on this throughout the day later on today here on 98.7 ESPN.